<laughs> listening to this was it's gonna be tough, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, have we have we like properly started? I I, I okay okay okay. We we, yeah. we didn't we didn't quite like establish like okay what are we gonna talk about today? Yeah okay okay okay. At this point, we are officially started uh. <laughs> Okay, this is hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is Burbal Kosong. This is episode one. I'm here with Razif Lau, who is a fucking good friend of mine. One of the closest. I've known him for close to two decades, right? Is it two decades? Yeah, it's been about almost two decades. Almost two decades. We're 32 years, this year. Shit, we're 32, dude. Yeah. Okay, but besides the point, uh, yeah, Ziv has jumped industries. You've jumped industries, right? Yeah. Yeah, and now you are doing... Now I'm what? doing in- innovation consultancy. That's right, that's right, that's right. Man, fucking journey. Yeah. Okay, so... I think <laughs> it sounds fucking fake, right? When I try to fucking host this shit, it sounds fucking fake. <laughs> I like it. I know, but I feel you know. I fucking I practice this, you know. I practice this. Did you? Uh, I did. So I practice. Like, am I going to open up by always saying, "Okay, welcome to the podcast. This is so and so. My relationship with them, and then we talk." Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna sound when I play it back. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, you you did say this bubble song, right? So yeah. if we go, uh, this is what we learned in uh, in improv. Mm. Okay, if if this and and that rule is if this is true, then what else is true, right? Which is Ooh. which is essentially um, how you can complete a world, right? So let's say yeah. I, I go out there. And I am, you know, I'm moving like a, I'm speaking like a snake. If I'm speaking yeah. like a snake, then what else is true? Then other people, my, my partners at the back, they're like, oh, okay, probably then this is a world where you have like people that are, that speak like animals, right? And gotcha. so somebody comes on and, 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 and speaks, but then like they neigh at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, so we're in this crazy world. So similarly, the point that I'm trying to make is, okay, is if this show is called Baba Kosong, then how you how how would the intro be different from the way um, CNN would open or different from the way fucking Joe Rogan would open? This I'm not Bobo trying to Kosong. compare my podcast to them at any point. I, 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 know, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if it's, like, if it's Baba Kosong, then it's like probably... In my mind, like it just seems more lip up. Right? Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it casual, lah. Let's keep it casual. I don't really want to do heavy editing on this. Oh, by the way, like I listened to the Midnight Miracle by Dave Chappelle. Oh, did you? Ah, it's thoughts. so good, dude. It's really, really, really good. The sound design is amazing, right? It is. Wow. And I mean, those were two very short clips or so on YouTube. But fuck, dude. It it really felt like an audiobook. Yeah, the entire thing feels so vivid. Like um, the one we were talking about, Amy Winehouse, right? Like, yeah. The moment yes. he said "poof," oof, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that you can innovate in the space, right? I think so. I think so. Have you really listened makes... to Serial, the Serial podcast? No, I have not. Okay, so I I can I think we can kind of trace it back. So Serial was years ago, I think a good seven, eight years ago, more than that maybe, a decade ago. But it's credited to be the podcast that kind of started all this nonsense. I think because it was, Serial is centered around a cold case of a girl being murdered and the person in jail right now, it was her then boyfriend. You're kind of following like a civilian's investigation, which is basically the, the host itself. So it's by NPR. And it sounds really fucking dry, but the way she structured it and the way she releases information per episode and the developments within the podcast, right? It felt so... Like, it went by so quick. Can you send me the link? I'll, okay, I'll send you the link right after this. But yeah, it's, it's like True Detective, almost. Twist and turns a lot. Right. A lot. It's so captivating, is what I have to say about it. And, and the host is really good. There's a lot of parodies after that. But yeah, like... Yeah, I, I would say from my uh, what do you call it? Uh, from my knowledge of podcasts, that mm-hmm. was the first one that I listened to. 
that I continually started looking for podcasts after that. Okay, okay, I'm jumping around a lot, but I wanted to circle back to what you mentioned about improv. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the thing is very, it's very interesting, and like Diana was asking me about it also. Like she told me to ask you about improv, and I think okay. it's 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 such a rare thing. You kind of see improv being portrayed as this kind of joke activity on TV and in movies, right? Like I mean, apart from like whose line and all that, but it's usually like oh, the character does improv or. Like yes, if you're yes, a poor yes. actor, like yeah. Yes, if you're a shitty yes, actor, you yeah. like a loser, lah. Basically, yeah. Essentially, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just didn't want to say it, lah. But <laughs> <laughs> you can say, yeah, you can say anything to me. You know that. I remember asking you this, but I don't think I got a satisfactory answer. Why did also, you start improv? Me and my wife, right, D. Mm-hmm. Um, we I think particularly in twenty 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 nineteen twenty twenty, we were trying to like. You know, spend spend more time together. Spend like find find like more things to do together. Uh-huh. D um has quite the knack for finding <laughs> these things to do together. So mm-hmm. we did um, I like we went for a salsa class, and I'm like, uh, nope, <laughs> that was super <laughs> awkward, and uh, I I don't think I'll do it again. Uh-huh. Um, we did hip hop class, and like I think we almost finished until um like COVID happened. And then, okay. like, I, 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 we didn't follow up, lah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I really like dancing, I like grooving and all that, but no, <laughs> I no, don't want to dance. Skill set you want to keep. Yeah, up. yeah, not, not to like, I don't want to learn choreography and dance to that. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. improv. I'm like, okay, um, she said, yo, Sunday, uh, I signed us up for improv, and that's how I started improv. <laughs> And then what I learned or what I realized was that I've, I'm always looking for moments to play, right? So whether yeah. this is in a social interaction or at work, I will take like whatever sort of like social interaction and either make it a bit more like less serious and, and more playful or like just be, be a bit more cock. Lah. Okay, and this is something that I do instinctively. And then yeah. when I started doing improv, I realized that hey, this is uh, an actual environment that demands you just kind of be a bit stupid, yeah. right? It is yeah. an environment that is set up purely for play. And the last time I had that was, you know, you're as a kid, you're either playing video games or you are um, at the playground. So this yeah. is what it was. Yeah, this, this is why it is for me. It's like having that license to play. It just that's all it needs and requires and demands of you. So essentially, what what I just said is that uh, it gives me a license. I I did all that bullshit. It gives me a license to play, mm-hmm. um, and I realized that I my soul needed that mm-hmm. only after I did it. Yeah, and it's just super liberating to be in a space that just demands only that from you and like nothing else. That's brilliant, man. And I think it's kind of wonderful that you found improv of all things to be that mis- not not say missing piece. I don't think you're missing anything, but to add this much, I don't know, flavor to your to your day, to your week, to my life, uh, to your yeah. life. Uh, so, yeah. so this this uh, boxing, and then okay lah. There's only so much you can have in your life, right? So this boxing, Correct. and then like finding work. Um, a, a workplace that you know uh, that I find that I thrive in okay and then mm-hmm. enough time for family and friends mm-hmm. it's a beautiful life like, I couldn't be happier than I don't think I've ever been happier in my life than like today every that's year the, that's the best way that's that's perfect dude <laughs> what is no because you do so today right is a combination yeah. of your entire life that you lived yeah right and if you're not happy today that's uh, that's quite sad, uh. I mean, it's a bit sad, uh. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be sad. Uh, everybody's entitled to feel sad, but that's a beautiful statement, uh, and you said it with such like fucking authenticity, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I truly feel it. I feel it. It's that's like beautiful. At, in, over the past few years, it just it just keeps getting better and better, better. And you got a kid on the way, right? And I have a kid on the way, and I can't like. Fucking can't wait, wait for that. Or like just now we were doing some uh, unboxing video because <laughs> uh, <laughs> over the weekend D when like there's this thing called the baby registry. Are you familiar with the baby registry? Yeah. 
Okay, so we we knocked a whole bunch of stuff off the registry. Uh-huh. Today, like fucking while working, the door kept ringing, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> it's like your Lazada, Easy Buy, all this bullshit. They kept like throwing shit at us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in the evening, we're like, oh shit, this is pretty wild. Like to see baby clothes, right? So I thought, yeah, okay, let's let's do a unboxing video to like capture this radical moment. Like, it would be quite funny to like look back and see some of the things that we thought was a good idea or yeah. not. Um, yeah, then I realized that upon review that um, I was shooting at uh, times five speed, so there was no audio. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, babe, I'm so sorry. Let's do this again. <laughs> so after that, the authenticity is gone, right? So I reshot. And then I reshot with a back. I reshot with my back camera instead, like so it looks a bit better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So after after that cycle, I took my phone. <laughs> the phone felt like a bit hard only. <laughs> now look at the screen. Screen's of course black, right? Yeah. So, so I said the uh the phone died. <laughs> it caught you. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm not doing that again. She, she's but about to do, find out on the podcast why we do. <laughs> no, I should know. So um, so we didn't do, we didn't do that again and. uh but it was fun. It's like it's pretty wild, man. Like I super can't wait. Just holding the onesie or the romper, or all these like shorts or whatever. Oh, it's like yeah. oh, a ridiculous feeling, dude. dude. I can only imagine. Damn, dude. Daddy Ziv, huh? Daddy Ziv. Daddy, yeah. Okay, so there's another thing I wanted to ask you so about improv because it it's always felt that you are this kind of cockster anyway to begin with, right? Yeah, correct. When you when you when you started doing improv did you just naturally slip into it because my understanding of improv as far as i know and this yeah. is like what i've picked up from from true osmosis around und is the whole like yes and and also uh-huh. whatever i've launched on whose lens here anyway okay is it as similar to that or is it is it like structured to improv because you, you you're i understand you take like improv 101 and yeah. like improv 102 like what what are the classes actually teaching uh? Yeah, okay, so you take um you take one oh one, which is where you learn the fundamentals. So yes, uh-huh. there are rules. There is uh technically good and bad improv. Okay. Um and what you notice is that actually even after you finish two oh one and, and you do like three oh one and you finish three oh one, um any good scenes that you do in three oh one or two oh one is because you pay attention to the rules and the fundamentals that you learn in 101. Gotcha. So 101 is pure rules. It's like you, you learn the yes and, you learn uh, if this is true, what else is true, you learn you know, how to make your your partner look good. So all, all these things are, are sort of like the rules. Uh-huh. Um, 201 is short form improv. So that is um, all of the games and more that you see on Whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. It tends to be pretty funny. Um, you get like witty stuff. It's like um, set, set up punchline joke. Eh? Set up punchline, close, and then you move on to the next thing, is it? Not not necessarily. It's not it's not necessarily jokey joke like jokey. Like the more you mm, force yeah. yourself to be funny, the 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 less mm. it sort of is. Wow. And so it's it's really a bit difficult. Okay, I think the I best, related, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You, you correlated what? I correlated improv with comedy. Ah, uh, right. When it, I guess, when you speaking about it, I think it really, really, yeah, I'm getting the gravity of the situation. Not say, <laughs> I'm understanding it for what it is now. Because yeah. I think not, yeah, okay, that's, okay, that's interesting. This is very interesting. Yeah, yeah Karen, Karen, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the, no, is a common sort of like, Misconception. Uh, misconception, yeah. And so a lot of people come in also thinking uh, that they have to be funny and there's a lot of pressure to be funny. But usually the more uh, real you are about it, um, like the funny can come out of that. The more you try to chase the funny, the like, the more cringy awkward is. The cringy is, yeah. Which which is tough. That, so that's 2-1, right? Where you play games. Yeah. And it's not it's not like, you know, your, your setup, punchline joke or whatever is... is is just uh, for example space jump 
I think you, mm-hmm. I think you saw this game when, and you saw show, some comments. Showcase, right? Yeah. So yeah. Space Jump is basically an improviser. That it requires five improvisers, and they all come up to the stage one at a time. So it mm-hmm. starts with one improviser. He gets, he receives a word, like mm-hmm. uh, any random word, right? Like a uh, potato. Uh, like potato. Okay. So you hear a word potato, and then you have to go up and do something with the word potato. Okay. So he does something. Let's say. Like maybe he's gonna be like the first guy who who created potato chips, like okay. or whatever, right? And so he uh-huh. tries to to emote the idea through his his actions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the second person then they say space jump. So second, uh, he has to freeze. The second person comes on, and then uh, looks at the pose, at, at whatever pose that the guy has frozen in, and mm-hmm. then uh, reacts to that person with by saying something to change the entire context. So it's not, it is really not about um, like set up punchline joke or anything. It is just making the most of whatever information that you've yeah. been given. It's really improvising. La. It is really <laughs> improvising, correct. You are, you are experiencing different ways to improvise basically mm. with short form and like different games. So they are all like fun ways to improvise. Gotcha. 301 is essentially long form and mm-hmm. that is is like a play like that there's a long one hour story so that's 301 and that is improvised like, throughout correct damn yeah so that's my personal favorite um a lot of improv um 301 shows or so you don't um it like it's not funny there are like funny moments but the entire story is not funny yeah. but it's improvised it's like written on the spot when your question initially was, do I feel like uh, natural or whatever I did? Yeah. And uh, I don't. Well, yes, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes and no. No, because the rules are really hard to apply. It's like muscles. It's like when we go to boxing, there are like really strong fundamentals that they teach yeah. us. And yeah, like you, you try to, you try to practice them. But sometimes when you, when you're, when, when you're getting punched in the face in an actual match, boom. It's like all of that is out the door. Correct, it's exactly correct. it's exactly like that, you know? Because you're building like a shared narrative, right? Yes. That exists physically in front of you and you need to correct. communicate this to your partner. Correct. In the best, I mean, in, in a way where the audience, I think that's the, that's the thing. There's an audience watching you or there's somebody yeah. watching you, right? And you also, yeah. whatever you're doing has to be communicated to the audience member as well. Yeah. So correct, that's like, correct, you're, correct. you're essentially... Uh, communicating out to two two people uh, uh, at minimum two people and I think that's the beautiful part of it uh. like that's the art uh, right that's the art of he is, he is. and if you do it well right like, so fundamentally it's yes and and uh, making your partner look good and then listen listening and responding mm. which means right you can get a good scene just trying to do one thing see how your partner responds and then um, build on that yeah. But so really it takes off listening and then like okay, you listen and then you respond. You respond from wherever you're listening. Yeah. What happens pretty often and it, it is sometimes an issue for me as well, is that you you think you overthink things. Yeah. You're like, okay, yes. okay, I got this word. Okay, what the hell am I gonna do? Okay, I I, I need to do X or I need to do Y, I need to do this, I need to do that. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you do that, you don't listen. And then you just like do, you just like put your idea out there. So when you just put your idea out there and that person like puts their idea out there and it's not like, you're not necessarily building on top of each other, the scene mm-hmm. doesn't really go anywhere and it's like not as fun to watch. How do you know when to cut the scene? Like when you uh, yell cut? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Or scene. That's, yeah. um, that one you gotta, you gotta get a feel for it. Uh. Uh, that one's just, think... you, you just have to have a feel for it, yeah. I think it's so interesting, like, like, so I did a bit of theatre when I was in poly, and I've watched a couple of, like, theatre shows, I guess. I think the energy of a live performance, especially yeah. when it's that raw, yeah. it is really fucking amazing. You can really feel somebody's intent yeah. just from them being in front of you. Wow. <laughs> I miss theatre yeah. a bit, like, yeah. It's quite fun. It's quite fun. Yeah, plus um, you did theatre. I think, I think you definitely... I remember watching you as your detective... Uh... Yeah, yeah, dude, it was like in fucking poly, dude. Fucking the wow. president came down to watch, you know. <laughs> Amazing. There's a photo of me and the cast with President Nathan. Nathan, <laughs> yeah. 
Wasn't Halima, wasn't Halima. <laughs> wasn't Halima, wasn't... The, the uh, president Odin. that you chose? The president that we chose, yes. The president wow. that the country chose. <laughs> Your <Roger>. president. <laughs> Our president. <laughs> Mr. Nathan. Mr. Nathan. I wanted to ask something as well. When we... I played D&D with Afik and Hafi. I don't know if you recall. Yeah. But you never joined those sessions, man. I did. I did. You did one only, right? I did one, one or two. And it was always like, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I enjoyed it. But D and D is like fucking hard to commit to, and it's like every time we. That's do true. It. That's true. That's your really long form shit, lah. There's there's long form to the max, <laughs> and it takes over like like whatever you're doing, like hanging out. Yeah, correct. So so that means you can't talk about like a lot of shit, and then yeah, it takes oh, oh, commitment, oh. I want to ask when you're talking about like the whole you're, you're overthinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are your thoughts loud? So much so uh, that you can't hear somebody talking to you. Sometimes, sometimes. It's, it's more like, yeah, you know, sometimes you have a conversation with someone and then you're like, <laughs> you're like staring at them and then your, your, your train of thought like goes off and then you like, you zone in back and you're like, fuck, did I miss any critical, uh, did I miss any critical information or <laughs> did this person just say something that I can still respond to? Yeah. It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. That's improv on a daily basis, uh, right? That's improv, yeah. So it, it forces you to sort of like be a bit more present. Um, but yeah, I think for me, so what doesn't come that naturally to me is like to be an active listener. I would say mm. even in life, it's a bit easier for me because um, I think when in improv, I'm, your, your brain is like, oh, I'm on stage or oh, I'm, I'm like yeah. performing. So now I have to perform. I have to do something. But honestly, you just need to respond and you don't always need to like do something. So yeah. my strength, uh, what I've noticed is that, or what comes easy to me is the use of my body or the use of my energy. I've got like, like presence and like energy. And so that, that comes easy to me, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the being a good partner and responding, um, that, that's a bit harder and that's something that I need to work on. Gotcha. Wow, it's so crazy. I think it's, I mean, it's really fun. It's like building a, narr- a shared narrative. That's, yeah. that's truly what it is. You're building a shared yeah. narrative that exists only in this few minutes and it's going to be done. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like an Instagram story. <laughs> it's an Instagram story that nobody's recording. Uh. Do you record exactly. sessions? Oh, actually we do. Uh, we do. We record every single practice session as well. Hmm. So yeah. what are the notes that are given out? Like it's it's literally like yeah okay I think you can be a better listener for this is this, I think you should lead ah, this scene. This is, is it I wish I like wish that? I wish no I wish I wish. So the the more critical stuff, uh, you almost have to do it yourself. Mm. Um, more often than not, you is like positive, uh, like positive shout outs about oh, this good this this whatever. Yeah. Um, we do like sometimes we do have a coach who who tries to like push you push each of us like individually in some ways, uh-huh. um, but rarely is it ever critical enough feedback and pointed pointed critical feedback. That one you almost got to do on your own and like maybe me and D for example will talk to each other and then debrief. But uh, within the group is like positive vibes, yo. Yeah, I mean, how do you tell somebody, yeah, I think you could be more creative <laughs> Yeah, and, like, not bring down the mood, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so everybody, the thing is fundamentally everybody has different strengths. Everybody brings something different to the yeah to the, to the table. So it's not like, oh, you got to be more creative. Um, True. Creativity, like, I don't think creativity is really an issue for anyone. Some people mm. are extremely good at it. I think uh, that when you came, there was an Indian girl. Uh, oh, yeah, the the one that does a lot of stuff with her legs. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was backstage, so I couldn't really oh, yeah. see. But she's like, she's a stand-up comedian. Oh, damn. Uh, she's an aspiring stand-up comedian. So she okay. has like um, a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes pretty wild ideas and like weird ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a... From a conceptual and idea idea of I, I guess suppose traditionally like creative 
uh, mm-hmm. standpoint, like she's really strong. But then there are others that can listen very well and then support. Then there are others uh, that uh, have like amazing like one-liners, like they are super weird. They have like zero energy, but then they're yeah. like, the most deadpan and then suddenly they'll give you this weird-ass one-liner that like kills it. Yeah. Right? And then you can yeah, see in there. Usually for short form, usually yeah. like, you get this epic laugh and then boom, scene. Like it, it sort of like feels right. Yeah. For example, yeah. So so the makeup of an ensemble, you need the right ingredients, lah, right? So nothing too spicy, nothing too salty. It has to I taste think, good as a meal. I think it depends. Yeah, yeah, sort of. But like it also really depends on the on the group and what they're going for, lah, right? Mm. So ours is like you couldn't get like a wider range of like different people mm. so we have like this life coach who's in her 50s mm-hmm. um me and d uh and 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 the and the stand-up comedian we are like the i guess the professionals in our 30s and then mm-hmm. you get students who are like like 20 23 something like mm-hmm. that um there's another there's an, there are two students obviously and then uh-huh. um yeah people in their late 20s and with very different personalities, some very intro, some very introverted, others a bit extra like myself. Mm-hmm. So um, you get people from India, people from UK, people from Singapore, uh, and people from like China. From from an age culturally is a very weird mix, and we're not necessarily like on the same wavelength. But I think when you when you put a group like that together, you can sort of like get pretty interesting ideas. Uh. Just like the UN right there, dude. <laughs> he is, uh, he is, he is, he is. But then there are people that like uh, me and D, I think last weekend or two weekends ago, we went to my ex-colleague's place mm-hmm. and um, we did long form with them. And everyone there, I think, is pretty much on the same wavelength. So it's like, it's as if you, me, uh, Afik, like did it. And we are like so in sync that he uh, is his own. The chemistry is there. It's an entirely different sort of like chemistry and uh, joy that you get out of it. So it's, it's super fun. Like, like it's very different. And, and that's why people, sometimes people have like different groups that they play with. Yeah, I, I noticed that like there's, people are part of different troops, in, improv troops or some shit, right? Yeah. But like you don't cool. only have one. I mean, it's kind of like the same. It's almost like having a social circle. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. Like, Fascinating, yeah. dude. Fuck. Okay. Hey, you, you should try it like especially I mean the qualifiers are you there I mean I know you as a person and I think you will like fucking kill it and you will love it I mean being into D- in D&D being into um, like theatre you used to at least uh, and your your love for story in general uh, yeah I mean one of these days uh, I'll try it if I can find the time to it time for it if I can find maybe, the time for it maybe next time we hang out with Afik or, and, and all then we'll we'll host can uh, that sounds fun, dude. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. But after after heightened alert is over, huh? After heightened, yeah, when it's like a lower alert, <laughs> still alerted but not as high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Medium alert. Medium alert. Sometimes alert. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit alert. Yeah, that'll be fun, dude. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I wanted to ask also. Uh, fuck. Why me? Why am I even asking? Uh. Is it something about improv? Something Diana wanted to ask? No. Uh, it's, it's me now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have control of my words. So, uh, so she's, she's, done, she's done her, her she's part left the room. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's dropped the play cards and she's left the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like, okay. So how much of this improv is translated to your work life? Or life? Um, the only reason I say this yeah. or I'm asking this it's because it seems as though you've really fucking decided to go, not say all in, but you decided to really drive into this. Uh, not as much as I, not as much as I like to. So when I picked up this job, right, mm-hmm. uh, the intent, the intent is that I'm gonna get in a lot more um, projects where I get to facilitate. I'll get into a lot more like brainstorming sessions where I get to like. Uh, you know, bring some of these, like, lessons out. So, uh, having said that, like, three weeks in, this is my fourth week, the mid of my fourth uh-huh. week, I haven't done as any any of, like, that type of stuff yet. 
um, but there's definitely some opportunity. Uh. So um, while the company has, well, the organization has their own sort of like frame, I would say framework, but has their own tools, right, that they that they apply. Uh-huh. Um, how you apply them through the work is entirely up to you. So in that space, that's in, in that space of like, you know, deciding how you apply some of these things is exactly how I would like to apply some of these skills, uh, some of these like uh, cross, cr- like cross world type things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the outside as well, uh, as my so-called side project, right? Uh, that's very much how it will also come to life. Though. So I, I do have a side project like that I haven't quite paid enough like love, put enough love into. That's to perfect that. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be kind of like improv and uh, self-discovery type stuff. When do you decide that something is worth your time? Ah. When do I decide when something is worth my time? Yeah, like so, what factors perhaps, yeah? Um, I think it's a great question. Like, I feel there's a disconnect between how I feel about that and how I actually spend my mm-hmm. time. Firstly, so I naturally just am very open to doing a lot of like things in general. Although in my mind, right, I have placed certain priorities on the things that I need to be doing or I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I get I get distracted a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. having said that, I, I, would, I would boil it down to if it's time with family, if it's time with D, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And then for myself, for myself, if it is fun, actually, yeah. actually just that if it's fun. That's all you need uh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fitness is not fun, but like boxing. So uh, boxing, if we can put like a Venn diagram, right? Yeah, boxing. That's uh, fitness and fun. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm gonna do it. Is it nourishing for me? So last year I had this epiphany about how rest, right, um, doesn't have to be rest. You don't need to lie down to rest. You can be doing yeah. something to rest. You can be doing something to nourish yourself and to feed yourself. So okay. for me, that is, um, it was boxing, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely improv lah. So mm-hmm. I would say. If I was to put it in a way that you you can appreciate, I would say it's like it's something that's that I find nourishing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but what I've noticed is that as long as it's fun, it's sort of like nourishing for me. I think that's all you need sometimes, right? Yeah, it's exactly the reason why you watch a YouTube video. Or yeah. Whatever else. Yeah. Right. Oh, and and learning, and that's why like half of my YouTube sort of content is like trying to learn learn some shit. Yeah, man. I feel like that's also a rabbit hole. Okay, sorry yeah. to like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell, me, tell me, tell me. I probably relate to uh, what the fuck you're going to say. <laughs> I don't think so. I, okay, I hope so. I hope so. And I don't know whether this is a uh, shared experience. Uh, but okay. lately I've been feeling our life is, let's just say 80 years, uh, 85 years, if we are semi-healthy. Wow, okay. we, we, are, we are 32. Okay, before, before even all this, right? There are some people I know who they have a poster and the poster is just these uh, squares. Each square represents a year, right? So imagine this huge A1 poster, you paste it on mm-hmm. your wall, it's just uh, 100 squares. Mm. Right? Ah, in, is in it the weight by YG? I don't know. But essentially, it's like a countdown to, to your data. Mm-hmm. Right, to see how many white boxes are left, right? And yes. that is supposed to motivate you to pursue more in life, lah, right? Yeah. So whatever the fuck that you want to pursue, it's just supposed yeah. to nudge you or like motivate you. Yeah. Put a fire under your ass. Yeah. So lately, I've been feeling that the life... Okay. Fuck, I, I keep stuttering. The point is, I felt that I don't have enough of what I should have at this stage in my life. That being enough the of big... What you should have, Okay. Yeah, that being the biggest gap would be knowledge mm. of whatever fucking area of expertise. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot that if I had just spent the previous years of my life dedicating myself to, I'd be in a much better space now to make decisions for my future self. So that that that, that uh, the idea or that urge, right, is what sparks off the need or the one to go down this rabbit hole of self-improvement across many verticals in your life, right? Like discipline is one of them. Health is another one. Uh, family is another one. 
marriage is another one, uh, and your professional career, right? Okay. Professional career is the easiest one amongst all your verticals to pursue. Yeah. Right? Like, it's very clear to break down, okay, I'm missing this skill set, I'm missing this uh, capability, my soft skills maybe can improve a little bit here, so on and so forth. 100%, okay, yeah. Right, so that's the easiest to figure out. Yeah. But to be able to uh, nurture and mm-hmm. uh, improve the other aspects is so much harder. Tell me a fucking about it, yes. Right, and I think the only reason this is why this is, is because it involves another person. Okay, tell, g- give me an example of... Uh, of- Oh, okay, okay maybe, my, maybe my one is a little bit, uh, is a little bit different. Okay. So I've been trying to connect with Irfan ever since yeah. I moved out. Like, I've been okay. trying a lot harder and I feel like there's a guilt inside me right, for, for, for moving out. Okay. I, I feel like I want to reconnect with him or connect yes. better and yeah. get a deeper relationship with him than I had. Yeah. Even when, when, when I was there, I tried to text him. He doesn't really reply or he replies the next day, the day after. And then when I call him, he, he kind of looks pissed off that I'm disturbing his night. You know, and then like when I go over and I like kind of sit in his room to be around him, he you can tell he's a bit like edgy, you know, like uh, why are you in my space? So, okay. so I think he's in that teenage rebellion stage where okay. he wants his personal space, he wants to do what he wants to do, and he wants to develop as an individual. Uh. And my me wanting to connect doesn't like fit with where he he thinks he is in his life. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's that's why I made that statement about about that. I think marriage for sure. Me and Dana had the same idea. I think right. I'm the one who's who's having trouble uh, putting in the time, and she she is hundred percent there for me for every fucking day. Yeah. And I try my mm-hmm. best to be there for her. So mm. my parents also is another thing that I wish that I think now thinking back really improve my relationship with uh, both of my parents and my in laws. So yeah, so I, I feel as though the the verticals that involve other people. Uh, a bit harder to, yeah. Ma- maybe not nourish or nurture, but it's a bit harder to get it going because the path is not as straight, and it's yeah. not as clear, right? Like you're trying to figure out what this person wants, what the person needs. How can I be of service? How can they be of service? Or so yeah, yeah. So that was that was where I I, I landed on that lah. So I feel as though the simple idea that being able to push your professional career because it's so clear and the and the missing steps that are there we tend to lean towards doing that because it's the easiest thing to do. Yes. Right. And then yes. by, by virtue of doing that, it's a false sense of being productive, but we're not really, we're just doing it for that one aspect. Uh. And of your life, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if, exactly. you, if you were to, to say like, yeah, I have grown as a person. We, yeah, we always look, we always look at the professional indicator. Yeah. Correct. But you don't really look at the rest. And I feel like it's not fair to say that, right? You can't, it's not fair to say I've grown as a person without yeah. really growing in all the aspects of, of your life. Lah. So I, I feel very strongly about this, by the way. Um, oh, okay. And I, and I think it's only when, uh, yeah, you know, like, um, like when, when I had a, a tough time in my relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like some years ago. Yeah. I thought, wow, fuck. Nobody really teaches us um, how to have a difficult conversation. Mm, that's right? very true. Yeah. You, so you feel you feel very like ill equipped to do that. And then you're like, hey, actually this is what an adult, you know, ought to be able to do. Yeah. But I didn't know left from right when it comes to even uh having a conversation that's 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 tough. Um Yeah. What does it even mean to have a difficult conversation? Or why why is this you're being even aware that this is a difficult conversation? Mm-hmm. Right for for most of our youth, right, or and some people, you know, into their adulthood. Mm-hmm. If it's difficult, then how do I cope with this? Okay, um, I'm just gonna avoid this situation. Yeah, it's like this is a coping mechanism, and that's not even something that I was like aware of individually. So until like push comes to shove, until like shit happens, then you need to react. And, yeah. and when you react, then you, you learn, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z. You can read up a little more. You learn how to be uh, a better partner, brother, son, whatever, right? Yeah. Then, um, then you can like, really start to grow. Meaning to say that for a lot of these relationships, right? Actually, there are 
there's a lot of self-development that we can do mm-hmm. to shift the relationship. Yeah. It, it, it's just that in life, we're not, we're not really, um, there's no, there's, there's almost no school for it. People um, sort of like bumble their way through life and expect like, you know, uh, everyone to accept them as, as the way they are without like trying to make an effort to grow. There are some parents that will like tell you to be a certain way for whatever whatever reasons and there's the script that we take from them but like whether that's actually healthy uh, whether that actually develops healthy relationships or not is, is another matter so uh, at some point there needs to be some uh, self-education with regards to um, like bettering relationships uh. but for any of like for that to for any relationship to first uh, to, to improve first we need to understand ourselves and our own hangouts and, and like um, at least this is what I learned like, with regards to relationships whether it's with like uh, a partner or a family or a friend um, for us to grow we need to be aware of how we are fucked up what our what our issues are and sometimes people sort of like conflate them right is actually multiple things that are like so bound together so First, we need to see ourselves and like decouple all these things. Or what um, I've learned is called like units of work. And you need to mm-hmm. almost like unpack your little like, units of work and like truly understand, on some level, understand yourself and like be aware of how um, uh, how you react and how you respond. And from there, then whenever you like, you know, you try to have a... Uh, improve a relationship with someone else and then it goes like wayward or it goes uh, somewhere else then you start to realize that hey actually maybe this is um it can be about me and that there are things that are within your locus of control to um, fix it and then if not suddenly you also become a bit more aware or have some empathy that this may not be about me but it may be that this other person has their own unit of work and that's why they're responding in so and so way but first is really to like um, take a step back and understand what is actually going on on the inside, like feelings, um, what is what triggers certain feelings, certain language that people use or certain thought patterns that people have can influence that. Um, yeah, um, one of the most kind of like uh, simplest way for me to like understand this right was uh, um, hearing that you know whenever you like you don't like someone. Uh-huh. and you have a resistance to that person mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with that person at all it, yeah it's, it's to do with you it, right? it's you yeah it's, it's like it, yeah. it, it, it's just in your head and we need to understand like you know, why so um, yeah I, I feel ultimately there's a lot of uh, self work that needs to be done before anyone can start to like improve relationships this wise words dude and for me, for me, that when when I had that that understanding, that yeah, that understanding and that realization, um, and I would say the tools are almost to understand myself. Mm-hmm. Then, um, it's, it 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 gave me sort of like the basis and the language to, um, connect with uh, with with D better, and and I also you know I immediately like when she started to see a bit of a shift. In myself, and I was there was that space for that. Then I'm like, okay, the you you have to, you have to <laughs> learn some of this stuff as well. And so she she learned it, and then we had a common language. And now whenever, um, it's mm-hmm. we are still human, right? So we still get into like like uh, disagreements and stuff like that. But at least yeah. it's healthier, you know. Like we we have the language to deal with it. Um, we understand that, you know, I'm I'm playing out a certain pattern. Yeah, uh, and, and she catches me, or I catch her, and, and yeah, yeah So it, it becomes a lot healthier. Mm. Uh, no, even even that, right? Just saying that catching patterns and having a common language, yeah, is already going to be so fucking useful. Yeah, it, it already is. Is because we have this kind of standards in place for for work, right? Yes, yes, yes. Just is just trying to like have a, a little bit of a HR department at home. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing. Like nobody fucking. When I was learning some of this stuff, right, I'm frustrated because like 
school should have taught us this, or our parents should have taught us, but like I school mean, really should have emotional intelligence, right? Emotional intelligence, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, or even emotions. Like, yeah, emotion. Just, true. just even before emotional intelligence, just like what emotions mean, what <laughs> and and yeah. what emotions are. They're just fucking signals, you know? Yeah. Okay, the flip side of this argument, I mean, the flip side of this conversation, sorry, not argument, is that we have the space to also care about these things, which a lot of people ah, don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, well, we're, I mean, we're fucking blessed, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, true. We're blessed in that sense to have the kind of problems that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also partially why it's, you have, like, I mean, you mentioned this to me, I think a couple of years back. Uh, because we're in the situ- situation that we're in, in the kind of lifestyle that we have, it's our responsibility to to grow and to take advantage of, of what we have, la, to make sure other people in our life is also not like in a shit situation and the relationships are good. Yeah, man. For yourself, but, like in, in your in your um airfan example, like what um it, it seem it seems like it, it's kinda of, you feel like blocked somewhat, uh in, in uh, yeah, it, it needs to be a two-way thing. Yeah, I think, but that's just me projecting also, right? I mean, I only came to this, uh, the reason I say projecting is because of what you said, which is that the other person also has to uh, learn the language mm. and also learn these things. But I can't expect that out of him, right? Yeah. So that's one thing. The second thing is that it took me a very long time. In fact, only recently, like a year ago maybe, when I changed my perception of him. Because oh. I always seen him as a younger brother, like mm-hmm. and him being like the special person that he is, mm-hmm. it's hard to see him outside of that. Okay. Right? Like that label. Yeah. And the the thing is that I've had so many arguments with him about this. Where I tried to explain to him, and this is my fault, right? This is my bad. And this is me not being a good brother in that sense. I tried to explain to him that he is this type of person with this kind of situation. You know what he wants to do? He wants to be an animator. He wants to move to New York, uh, get a cat, start a studio. (laughs) Those are big dreams, dude, right? And how can you tell him, how can anybody tell him when he tells you that, that it's going to be very hard for you in particular? You know, like, it's going to be hard for everybody else, sure. But for him in particular, it's going to be extra hard. How do, how do you explain a lot of these things to him, right? And that was when it hit me. Like, I mean, a couple of days or weeks after that, it hit me that he actually has ambition, yeah. you know? And having ambition means that he, he's a certain stage of... He's, he's grown to a certain point of self-reflection. Uh, but not yeah. Self-reflection isn't the right word. But his perception of himself yeah, 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 has yeah. grown and changed, right? His perception of himself has grown and changed over the years, over the decades, but everybody else's within the family, especially me, I guess, hasn't. We still see him as this young kid who thinks he knows better, for lack of, lack of a better yeah. phrase, right? Wow. It's so hard, dude. It's so hard to have that conversation with him with a lot about a lot of things. How do I, like, you know? Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. things that we can't give him and how do we explain like red tape how do we explain a lot of things to him and I feel like that's the disconnect he wants things and me myself as as his brother I'm holding back in helping him to get them because I'm going for the safe route the easy route right like okay everyone let's not go to the arcade because uh, we have games at home or like you get what I mean right like yeah it's, it's, it's dropping him of experiences yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 real growth for for seeing other people and all that that yeah in 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 return it actually kind of like suffocates him yes i understand so right now uh over the past few years i think he realizes this is, realizes this so he starts going on his own and he goes on a fucking adventures dude <laughs> he goes to the cat cafe on his own the one in bugis he goes to vivo city on his own he explores, dude. He really fucking explores the country. Yeah. And he does so many things and he comes home in one piece. Yeah. You know, like, so maybe we're all worrying for nothing. Right. 
you know, and we should instead try to treat him as as what he is, uh, as a 27-year-old man who wants something out of life, just like the rest of us do. Yeah, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Man. And like, yeah. even at, if you were to ask me at 14, what would I do? I, I said, I want to be a fucking game designer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a fucking game designer. Yeah. No one, no one told me, no one told me, like, ah, please. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. You, like, there are a lot of these lessons that you also sort of like got to learn yourself and we continue to learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. Your friend's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you, so at this point, um, now with this like realization and, and obviously your intent to uh, shift the relationship, you know, be different. How, how does that, how's that working out when, you, when, when you're in his room and he's like, oh yeah, this fucker's in my room. I mean, I tried to make the conversation more about him. And his interests. So, you know, usually like, it's like okay, if I'm what you eat today, if I'm what, what, where do you go yesterday? Yeah. But I try to, to send, like now, I try to have conversations about what he actually likes or what he's into. I've been fucking like trying to look at anime that he, that he watches now, trying to figure out like a bit of synopsis. Because the, the few times that he watches anime that I watch or I watch anime that he watches, right? We do have a bit of a conversation going on. Nice. And you could see that he is a bit more active. This was also brought about, right, by like, a couple of months ago, uh, my in-laws invited Irfan over. Okay. And then uh, for, for lunch. Lah. Okay. So when Irfan came over, he was extremely talkative. More talkative than usual. And I think it's because uh, my in-laws, they also, I mean, they, they don't know about Irfan. And they also have two, two, two daughters of their own who are also special needs. So they gave him the space to kind of be himself. Like he can reinvent himself when he meets new people. I yeah, okay, okay, okay. Right. You get I me? Mean? Yeah, yeah. And then when you meet a new person, the conversations are also much more cordial. Like what are your interests? What oh you like this? I have this book that might be interesting to you. Oh, you like that? Oh, I've been to this place, blah blah blah, you know? Yeah. So he was a much more talkative than he usually was. I think because of him being in, in that space, lah. Mm. And it was so nice to see. Mm. And I'm trying to like replicate that moment. Dynamic, right? Yeah, dynamic with him when now when I when I see him lah. Mm. It's a bit tough lah. I think he still has that distrust of me. <laughs> like, oh you're just fucking suffocating me, Abang. Mm. You know? Yeah. Trying uh, trying. But yeah, that's that's about personal relationships. Yeah. Damn. Deep topic, dude. <laughs> I yeah, actually I have so much to share about this topic. It's really tough. And um well, actually I have a lot to ask about this for my for my own personal uh self, but we can do this offline at some point. Yeah. Continue for episode another episode on the road, huh? Uh I don't know about if if I want it on an episode because I oh, need okay. like, I need advice. <laughs> Okay, but okay, I guess like coming to the end of this uh question, how should what's the sign off? What's a good sign off? I don't know, what's a good sign off? What what was uh Midnight Miracles <laughs> sign off? Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, they had a music track, maybe I should ask my friends too. I, I ran through a few ideas with Dana. They were fucking bad. She laughed at me. She laughed. Okay. She's like, what uh, the fuck? Uh, I think one of them was... Uh, <laughs> okay, so imagine this context, right? I'll yeah. call ends. Uh, we yeah. say goodbye, blah, 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 right? Then there's, a, there's another uh, recording of me. And then I say... <laughs> I say, yeah. Uh, push yourself. Test drive that theory. <laughs> <laughs> So after all that, yeah, push yourself. <laughs> she visibly gagged no, when I when I told her. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll figure it out. Is it, is it about pushing yourself? It's so disconnected from Bobokosong. I know. I think that's the thing, right? It's Bobokosong, but we talk about heavy shit. Right. Ah, right. But Babokusung does uh, ja, that, that does um, elude the fact that like there's no agenda here today. Yeah, I guess so. 
I guess so. I mean, there, I mean, there are things that I would like to talk to you about. Improv, you covered, you know. I, yeah, I know, but like the fact. Okay, so uh, this this is what it, if we talk creative strategy. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, hit me, sir. For me, it's like uh, in in if we are gonna talk Bupa Kosong, there are two ways that we can do. We can actually talk Bupa Kosong and talk about like fucking the most random bullshit. Uh, like a uh, uh, some uncle, some uncle um was was um. I, I took you a while to get I, there. I, 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 I saw some uncle. I saw some... <laughs> to me a while. Improv. 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 <laughs> this guy takes improv classes. <laughs> Watch him read. Watch him think audibly. This so, okay. uncle. This uncle. <laughs> yeah, so this, this uncle, he, he serves... Um, he was he was making kopi for 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 a lady, mm-hmm. and then um he he picks her up. He tries to pick her up, and then we're like, oh, so we we go on on this sort of like a uh, conversation about how we never really, it's like it's so unfair um, the kind of um opportunities uh kopi uncles get or like apik generally get you know to to get. To get chicks, mm-hmm. whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. But he's he's equally as as a as a man and as capable as any others out there. So it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a really tough, um, it's probably a really tough. Uh, uh, it's a tough challenge for them, more yeah. more, more, more so than anyone else. Okay. Okay. And then and then we go talk about some other copy type thing, Bobo Koso, right? And then yeah. and then uh, you can probably end off on. Uh, Something that's related to to this to to to, to that particular story, or we can um, talk about something that's actually heavy, right? And which mm-hmm. is so counterintuitive to um, Baba Kosong, mm-hmm. but then you are reminded at the end that it's Kosong because it ends off abruptly to be like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, uh, bye. Does that does that feel Baba Kosong? Like you you set up okay, we're gonna Baba Kosong. You talk about something heavy and then without a like proper without a proper signing off or whatever, it's just uh okay, bye. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have to okay, I don't have to decide right now. But that was that was a really lengthy <laughs> skit. <laughs> I think you need to keep going for classes, uh, bro. <laughs> You don't approve. <laughs> Project manager don't approve. Let me give you some notes, lah. Okay? You push, push it a bit harder. I got some notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you should come prepared, lah. <laughs> oh, is that is that a note that's meant for me? That that's not something you wanted to leave out with this conversation. <laughs> oh shit! Also, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fine, dude. Thank you so much for the conversation for the call. Uh, learned a lot, heavy shit. I think as we, I think as I do this more, it'll be it'll, I have a more of a structure, like, I guess. <laughs> okay. But yeah, dude, thanks for getting on the call, dude. Keep that engine going, re-inspire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> wait, what was that? Keep thinking about it. Wait, what was it? What was your line? It was it was test drive to theory. <laughs> test drive to theory. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Th- yeah, thanks for yeah. listening, guys. Thanks, if uh, we'll catch up <laughs> soon. Okay, <laughs> 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 We're busy talking cock for an hour. Last ten minutes is like, how do we end this? <laughs> anyway, I think it's a good it's a good question. Yeah, how do you end conversations, right? Like, do you let it die? Uh, I feel like you, it... <laughs> you were you 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 alluded to something like before, like you know how um stories even though uh, they don't seem to be stories they uh, these things that you hear always have this natural arc oh yeah 
right? And so at the end, as long as you say something poignant enough, then mm. pretty much encapsulates the lesson of uh, of the entire thing that we just had, or even a question to for us to ponder upon. Yeah, I think that I think, I think are the typical ways, but like for for something that's kosong, I feel like there's a creative opportunity to do something that's, that really ties it up to feel a bit more kosong. And that's why I'm like, hmm, maybe... So execution idea of that would be like, uh, something heavy. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, uh, okay, okay, as if, bye. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, bye. Uh, but, okay. Uh, so so that's, yeah. that's, that's an expression of that, in my mind. But, uh, whatever, uh, maybe we can keep our engines going. Yeah, <laughs> keep our engines Ooh, going. Keep our engines going, dude, yeah. No, no, okay. what was it? What was it? I keep forgetting. No, I'm not going to say it again. But keep engines going is not bad. Inspire okay, yourself. Po- inspire yourself. No, 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 no. What was keep the topping up that fuel tank. <laughs> 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 okay, I think that's good. Unless, I think that's good. Or don't, or don't, don't top up that fuel tank. Keep it. Everything is Kosong. a choice. Kosong. Bye. Bye.